0: Imagine standing on the edge of a cliff, your heart is pounding as you prepare to take a leap of faith. Okay, maybe not realistic, but picture that cliff isn't just a physical obstacle, but it's a fear that you need to face maybe it's a whisper from God that you are learning to trust in, because I know that I have been there. In today's amazing conversation with my guest, Diana Swillinger, she's the host of Renew Your Mind podcast. She takes us on her journey of spiritual growth, exploring the importance of trusting our emotions. And in the process, you get to hear a little bit more about my fear of public speaking and some tools that all of us can use to help overcome any fear that we have. This episode is really more than just a conversation. It's a call to action for any of you that is seeking to deepen your faith and increase your understanding of God's whispers and help conquer your fears. Stay tuned. Welcome to Powerful Whispers, the podcast that dives into the extraordinary whispers of God in real and practical ways. Together, we will explore how God speaks to us regarding our body, soul, and spirit. I'm your host, Krista Joy, and I'm excited to have you join me on this journey. As a foodie and a dietitian, I might even sprinkle in some simple food hacks. Let's get ready to dive into the powerful whispers of God and uncover these hidden gems. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Powerful Whispers. Today I have with me a wonderful guest, Diana Swillinger. She is the host of the Renew Your Mind podcast and she's a business coach and a life coach and I'm so thrilled to have her here today because part of my podcast is talking about your health and wellness of your soul and spirit and Diana does such a wonderful job of that. So welcome Diana, so thankful to have you here today.
1: Oh, I'm, it's an honor to be here. I love what you're doing with your podcast. I try to talk to people about hearing whispers from God, and I think it's something we don't talk about enough, so I'm really looking forward to our conversation.
0: Thank you so much. I'm excited about today's episode. Could you share a little bit more about yourself?
1: Well, I mean, I could, I could tell you where I was born and where I was raised and all that stuff, but I'm not sure that's what's interesting. I, I think, you know, in, in light of your podcast, and, in some of the questions you sent me ahead of time, you know, you had asked like ha, what how God's been talking to me since I got to know him and all that kind of stuff. Well, I accepted Christ when I was a little girl, and my mom had accepted Christ when I was just a toddler, and I saw what she had going on as a worship leader and songwriter. She dove right into worshiping God and started using her musical talent that came out of nowhere and I watched her. And I'm like, I want that. So at four years old, I asked Christ to be in my heart, all alone in my bedroom. I wanted to love him just like my mom did. And so I did that. But then I had decades of, I don't know if I was floundering as a Christian. And I know my memory is a little bit distorted. So like sometimes I heard from God. Sometimes I thought I was on the right track. But I don't know, was I? Or was i making it all up in my head was i just filling my mind with what i thought scriptures meant and what i was hearing other christians say and did i have a skewed faith i don't know <laughs> so now though later in life as as i've matured i've taken a a different perspective on how to be a woman of god and how to be available to hear what he has to say to me and so just in the last 10 years i've had I guess let me take you to a moment where I had been trying to do the right thing all my life, you know, as a Christian woman, get married, stay married, have good kids, volunteer at school, recycle, smile at the clerk at the store, do everything right. And I was miserable. I'm like, what give? And one day it was so heavy on me in the middle of a beautiful summer day. I went into my bedroom. I plopped down on the king bed, put my head right in the middle, didn't even grab a pillow. And I just kind of laid there staring at the closed blinds. And my kids were little. They were in another room doing God knows what. (laughs) And I didn't even care because I was so exhausted. I felt so done. And I laid there doing absolutely nothing. And then I felt my phone vibrate and I didn't move. That felt it vibrate again. And then it's like, I came to, I'm like, oh, I called my mentor at church earlier today. That's probably her calling me back. I better answer. And so she had been mentoring me for a while and was trying to walk me through this moment. I don't remember anything she said, except somewhere in the middle of the call after what felt like a really long silence. She said, Diana, I think you're discouraged. And in that moment, I felt the weight of the world come off of me. And it was like, inside, I was like, I'm discouraged. Oh, Yes, I'm discouraged. I mean, that sounds kind of weird. But you could put a name to what you were feeling. Yes, it's because I had a name to what I was feeling. And from that point on, something in me opened up. It's like I, I was open to learning more of what was happening within, like I had been ignoring what was happening within. All my life, I was looking for answers outside of me. What is the pastor saying? What's, what's the book say? What am I hearing on the podcast? What, am, what are the ladies saying at the Bible study? What are my parents saying? What's my spouse saying? What am I supposed to be doing? What do they see in me? When I had ignored looking within the whole time. And the Bible says that, I don't know, in Acts it says several times, and it could be in the Gospels too, I didn't write it down, but like, Jesus promises the greatest gift of all. And then it's reiterated in Acts several times, we have the greatest gift of all, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God within us. And it says, what is it, John 15, and maybe with the, the vine and the branches, like I am in him and he is in me. I don't need to look externally for all of the stuff. I can look within. I can look at, you know, what what's the alarm bells inside about my emotions. I can trust my emotions, by the way. I know a lot of people will say, Don't trust your emotions, they'll deceive you. Oh, I say your emotions are the key to your emotional and spiritual growth and maturing and be able to reach out to God in your deepest need and meet him there because you can identify it. And so I think I would just went off on a total tangent of telling you who I am in my, my journey. but That's a wonderful testimony right there. That is my testimony. And I would say, I have the wisdom of God in me. I have his truth. And so do you, Krista. And so is everyone listening. And so I guess my story is a testimony to trusting in the still small voice within us, where God meets us in the recesses of our soul You know we want to hear that whisper it's not it's not the whisper from turning the quiet the podcast down really quiet and hoping (laughs) or you know what's that one nugget from the sermon no there's there is god within us connecting with us and i would add one other perspective to that and that's when we say well i've got a gut feeling or my intuition is telling me something that might be that whisper of god within you and we get to trust in that so that's a little bit about me i help other people do the same thing now in fact it it was god shouting to me to become a life coach about five, six years ago when he had three people in my life tell me within a two week time span that I'd make a great life coach or a great counselor. And I was, I was like, I better listen. I better listen to that. So that was God shouting at me. But now I help other people do the same thing. Identify what, what are those emotions? What's going on in my mind that's Creating those emotions? Can I renew my mind so I can create better emotions so I can actually feel the peace and the hope and the joy that God promises? And he doesn't just give out like little portions here and there. It's the constant flow of hope and joy and peace. It's always available to us if we have the tools to renew our mind and, and be in tune to what's going on inside of us.
0: That's so good. I love that God used three people and he was shouting at you that this is your next step. I'm just curious, as you're reflecting back on that time period, did you feel that God was calling you in that still small voice and you were like, oh, no, that can't be you, God? Yeah. And then he had to send some other people.
1: I was like, yeah. So that same mentor who had called me years prior, because I had already been on a journey after she named my emotion, I was like, oh, my gosh, I've got to learn more about this. So I started reading psychology books. I took psychology courses. I was in college at the time. I had gone back later. I started going to workshops and talked more with my mentors about all this stuff, and I was I was getting into it. So by the time I had those people tell me that I would be a great life coach, I was like, I'm probably supposed to be paying attention to this. But honestly, my thought was, life coaching? Is that a real job? <laughs> and so I called that same mentor, and we met, and I'm like, here's what happened. My counselor told me I'd make a great counselor. This close friend who's an entrepreneur and helps entrepreneurs start their own businesses said, you, you would make a great life coach. And my massage therapist who I talk to all the time, you know, you'd make a great life coach. And so this mentor met with me and she said, I'm gonna pray with you. I'm gonna pray that God will lead you. And I'm gonna pray that God will give you a verse to help answer this. And my first thought was, oh no, that sounds like testing God. But I thought, no, she's a woman of God. She is a, a wonderful, prayerful person. And I don't see her as someone testing God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go along with her on this. And I'm going to pray that God give me a verse too. So when I had all that, like, this isn't a real job. And by the way, I, I was in the final round for a great marketing job that would have paid very well with great benefits all while this was happening. And so I'm like, do I go down this path of being a life coach? I don't even know what that means as far as a job. Or do I just go take the marketing job? and God gave me a verse. Do you remember what that verse is? I do, I have it in front of me, cause I'm oh, gonna read good. it to you right here. It's from James four. And so another friend of mine was speaking at church that summer and she had said, uh, I recommend you, you all read James. There's so much in James and she taught on James in front of the entire church. So I'm like, I'll read James, not thinking there was a verse in there for me, but I'm just like, okay, with solidarity in my friend, I'm gonna read James. So I got to James four and it says in verse 13 through 17, now listen you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this city this or that city spend a year there carry on business and make money like and i thought like the marketing job why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow what is your life you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes instead you ought to say if it is the lord's will we will live and do this or that as it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is a sin for them. Wow. And I was like, when the moment I read that, I'm getting emotional right now because it was an emotional moment. Yeah. That was it. I was like, okay, God. It struck you in your spirit like this. Okay, God. This is meant for me. I'm not going to go boast in a wonderful marketing job with good pay and great benefit. It just, you know, culturally, it will look great. And a lot of people my family will give me kudos. I'm going to jump off the cliff. You had three people tell me the path I should be going on. Who am I to say that I should be doing this or that? You're the one telling me. And I, I don't want to be in sin. I'm going all in. And I was terrified. Terrified.
0: Well, I can understand being terrified because I too, almost two years ago now, gave my notice to a very successful career because I knew that God was calling me to something different. I didn't know what that meant. But I think it's really important for the listeners to understand that we might hear from God and, and other people are confirming it and verses are confirming, but it's still scary. Oh, yeah. But God wants us to step out in faith. Yeah. And it's not easy. But when you do it, I mean, I know for me, I had peace finally after I left. I was like, okay this is great. Thank you, God, for giving me peace. I was looking for that yeah. before. And how about you?
1: Did you have peace once you made the leap? I think, I think so. I think it was just kind of an undercurrent. You know, like when we talk about the peace that surpasses all understanding and that peace that we can have in any moment, regardless of the circumstances. And in Philippians 4, when Paul says he's learned to be content, whether he has little or whether he, whether he has much, that peace was running there. But I also had a dis-ease and I think that's okay. There, one time and I had a client make a prop for me and I don't have it here in front of me, but I can describe it. She was talking about just speaking out more at her life group at church. She'd always been really quiet, but to speak out and share her opinion more and in insights felt like fear. And I'm like, that's okay, you can have fear. Like, let's think about the Bible. He goes, I know it says fear not, I know it says fear not, but I don't think that means don't ever have fear. We're human beings. We're going to have fear. The Bible also says to take heart and have courage. Well, why in the world would it tell us to have courage? If we don't ever fear, we don't need courage. That's good. But courage and fear are both emotions. And I say they pair very, very well together. So the prop that my client made me in this situation, I'm like, you can have fear, it's fine. But let's have courage too. God's with you. He's going to be by your side. If you say something smart, great. If you say something dumb, so what? You're just practicing speaking and you can have fear, but you can have courage and do it anyway. So I'm like, fear is just like a little, you know, those felt dolls when oh, I'm going to age myself back in Sunday school in the seventies. And we had our felt dolls go on. the I remember <laughs> those Yes, <laughs> <laughs> for all the storytelling, you know, it was like Noah and the animals and whatever. But in this case, I'm like, just pretend that fear is like a little black felt doll. You know, just like a little cut out shadow doll with red eyes. And it's not that scary. Yeah, it's dark and it's a little ominous and whatever, but it's just a little black doll. Just take that fear with you. You're going to go try this thing. Take fear with you. Put that little fear in your pocket and go anyway. So she then made me a white pocket and put the word courage across it. So she made me the black fear doll and a courage pocket, and you put the little doll goes in pocket of courage, So when I started my life coaching journey, I'm like, I can be afraid anytime I want, and all I have to do is reach out to God and dial up courage to do what he has obviously led me to do. I can be sure he's with me, and I can take heart and have courage in that, and if I feel a little fear along the way, totally fine. That's not going to stop me.
0: Wow. So that is speaking to me so much because for those of you who have been following me, in my journey the last year plus that I've been on social media, it was hard for me. I had a lot of fear, anxiety of being on social media, having my face out there, exposing my feelings and everything. And I love that We can acknowledge the fear that we have, but we need the courage and God gives us the courage. And I need to continue to really still to say that to myself, to be strong and courageous, right? We, yeah, God gives us that.
1: But also think about what you're afraid of. Like, what was I afraid of? I was afraid of failing and not making money and people in my family being like, well, that was an interesting little thing you tried that was dumb. You know, maybe they would have thought that. Or maybe I'd say something dumb or expose some of my own trials because it's a life coach. You know, we use examples from our own life sometimes. So I guess it's the same kind of thing. You know, like, what are we actually afraid of? If I put myself out there and someone thinks I'm wrong, how does that really hurt me? And I would argue that the fear is the emotions we would feel if we knew that happened. Damn. So if someone responded to something you post on social media and was like, you've got it all wrong, blah, 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 blah. Then we're like, oh my gosh, maybe I do have it wrong. And then we feel self-doubt. Right. Or we feel like, oh my gosh, I offended someone. And we feel discouraged or embarrassed. That's what we're afraid of. We're afraid of feeling embarrassed. Mm. We're afraid of feeling discouraged. We're afraid of yeah. feeling doubt right. or feeling like we failed that's what we're trying to avoid. And that stuff isn't really that scary. Emotions don't kill us. They're really uncomfortable sometimes. But if we would be less afraid of feeling uncomfortable emotions, then that whole thing is a lot less scary.
0: So do you have some tools that you can share with myself and the listeners when we're going through these emotions of fear I'll just say social media for maybe the people are like, I feel like I should do this, but I'm afraid. What kind of tools can we put in our pockets to march forward and not to overcome the fear?
1: Yeah, well, I have a go to tool, but I'm going to give you I'm going to tell you two right now. I have a go-to tool that I call the mind shift tool, which is just a way to put on a piece of paper. It actually, The actual tool looks like a little bingo board. A friend of mine uh, who's also a coach called it mind shift bingo. I'm like, that's great. Let's make it fun to look in the recesses of our mind and see what thoughts and emotions are in there. <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> but it's a board, so to speak, or a piece of paper where we can put down... An answer, what do you think? And whatever you think is creating what you feel. And then what you feel is going to fuel what you do. So we're taking a look at what you think and what you feel, what you do. So the reason you're afraid to do something, fear is what you feel. Before what you feel comes your thought. The fear is the emotion. Before what you feel comes the thought, which is I'm putting myself out there.
0: I'm going to be embarrassed if I
1: mess up, say something wrong. I don't want to say something wrong. And then we feel fear that we're going to say something wrong. And then you can see, well, what do I do when I'm feeling that fear? Well, I probably procrastinate. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I might take several retakes. Mm. I might do it anyway, but then obsess about how many people have liked it? Has anyone made a comment? Oh, this person's comment makes it sound like they disagree with me. What does that mean? And we obsess about it. And we might not put out as much content. You, You know, you check and see, what do you do? What you're doing probably isn't serving you. And then the result actually, what you're going to get out of this, there is a final column. There's what you think, what you feel, what you do, and then there's ultimately what you get. So if you think I'm going to, this is going to be embarrassing, what you're going to get is you're going to be embarrassed. It will happen in, in the end because you'll make something that somebody said yeah. mean something bad or your lack of likes or whatever, and then be embarrassed. So that's the main tool I use because then you can decide, well, what if I thought something different? What if I thought other people get to have their thought but i'm gonna push forward to honor god i like that one or other people's thoughts are about them yeah or you know you pick something else where you get to feel confident or some other emotion before you go forward but okay so that's my main tool yes but what i like to do whenever we have fear is play worst case scenario and i think everyone else is playing worst case scenario wrong do you want to try it Please. with me Okay. So you're afraid what's your one of your things you're afraid of? Is it posting or is it well, something Well,
0: truly, else? lifelong fear, public speaking, standing up with an audience.
1: Okay. Like my insides just start shaking uncontrollably. Do you have any speaking engagements on the books coming up? I don't. Up? Okay. But you think you should or want to? I feel like I should. Okay, maybe maybe you could think uh, in, instead of, that uh, I have so many little hacks, but instead of thinking I should speak, it could be, I'm gonna choose to speak. Okay. That'll be much more yes. empowering than I should speak. So I want to choose to speak in the future, but what's the problem with that?
0: Fear of looking like I have no idea of what I'm talking about with the whole group of people.
1: I'll look like I don't know what I'm talking yes. about. They'll think I don't know what I'm right. talking about. So let's go down the worst case scenario. That happens. You're on a stage. They'll think, I don't know what I'm talking about. Then what? What happens next? This is worst case scenario. We're, we're...
0: Then people will talk about me and say,
1: Krista doesn't
0: know what she's talking about. Don't ever ask her to come back. Okay.
1: People will talk negatively about me and not ask me to come back. Now, what most people do with worst case scenario, they're like, I did run the worst case scenario and I still feel afraid. It's because usually we stop right there. I'll go speak. They'll think I don't know what I'm talking about. People will talk negatively about me and not ask me to speak. And that would be terrible. But what happens next? If that was actually true, what well, then what? Oh, dear. I'm going to fail on the on the mindset bingo. Well, I mean, then you don't speak. Okay, right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So let's say people will talk about me. They put it all over the internet. Everyone sees your name everywhere. Don't hire Krista Space right. to speak. Okay. And then no one invites you to speak. Okay. Then what? Is it like a self-fulfilling prophecy? <laughs> they're t- part of that too? Well, may- I mean, maybe. So we're, we're just going, what we're doing is letting what Gary thought in your mind, we're not going to stop at people won't ask me to speak and they're going to be talking about me and we're going to keep going. So we're not in the mind shift tool, like what should I think or feel differently? We're just playing out what will actually happen here. Okay, so then no one invites you to speak. So then what? You don't speak. Okay, is that a problem? I guess not. <laughs> I mean, like I used to I used to jog and I wanted to run 5Ks and I wanted to run a 10K, but I've also had four kids. And so any other women out there who've had the kids, sometimes your hips or low back, they don't agree with running. Mm. And so I have low-grade arthritis in my L4 and my L5. And when I jog, it gets really aggravated. So guess what? I don't jog anymore. I was disappointed. I really was. Because I had planned to go to like the chocolate run. I was going to travel. I was going to do it with my sister. I wanted to beat my time. I I love jogging. I felt powerful when I did it and stuff. It's not like I was a a good runner, if any of you are listening. I think my 5K time. You want to know? Runners listening, 30 minutes, 5K. Hey, that's amazing. <laughs> that was my best. It was like 30 minutes and 18 seconds. I applaud you. Thank you. So I was disappointed. And I don't run anymore. Now I walk. Yeah. I got over it. Do you think that would happen with yeah,
0: speaking? You were just so speaking to me. So what you don't know is I used to be a runner. I actually was a running coach. Oh. And I was passionate. <laughs> I traveled around. I did 13 states of half marathons. And then yeah. I got an injury. And I after two years of physical therapy, there's like, you have to give this dream up. Your body just is saying no.
1: So you don't run anymore. And are you
0: okay? Did you survive? Yes, I survived. It was hard though. It was hard mentally because I I felt like that was kind of part of my identity for a
1: while. And so maybe speaking would be too. That's good. And then if, if, if it really happened that they talked about you and no one invited you to speak again, this is worst case scenario. You would be disappointed. You would grieve it. And you'd be okay. Absolutely.
0: And from the running experience, I know that there is something else and that something else is better. It's different.
1: Yeah. Or maybe the worst case scenario is people be talking about me and then I'll feel embarrassed. Okay. And then we go, okay, then what? How long would you feel embarrassed Mm -hmm. for? A a half an hour? A a couple days. Five weeks? (laughs) And then would it go away eventually? Yes. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So if that's all you're afraid of, well, we don't feel emotions forever. In fact, when we allow them, if you guys want to Google it, just look up 90 second rule. When we actually allow an emotion to process in our body where we stop our critical mind from thinking and we drop into feeling what's going on in my body, where is that emotion? I'm allowing it. It takes 90 seconds on average for the surge of hormones and nerve impulses and the energy that creates heat. There's also heat maps for emotions. Google that. But it takes 90 seconds when we fully allow it, no resistance, for the emotion to process. And sometimes that's what we're really afraid of. And we keep ourselves stuck from moving forward or in fear because I don't want to feel embarrassment for 90 seconds.
0: Okay, so I'm imagining that 90 seconds. How do you allow your body to process and accept the, in this situation, embarrassment and move on after that 90 seconds?
1: Once you process the emotion, your brain will be more likely to just kind of let go of the narrative you have about how terrible it was. And there is a whole exercise I do when I I train life coaches as well. And when I train them, I teach them this skill because it's very important, but it does feel a little awkward. When I guide someone through it, if they're feeling it on a call, I'll have them shut their eyes. And so first we're in the, they're telling me about the moment. Like in this case, it could have been, I went and I spoke. And there were people in the back row that were snickering and the meeting planner came up to me afterwards and I asked him how it was and he said, uh, you were fine. And I'm like, do you have, give, have any feedback? And they're like, uh, I, I'll email you later. And you, you, know. And then I was like, the, I really bombed, it was terrible. I, lost, I dropped my notes, I lost my words, people were snickering. Meeting planner won't give me any feedback, I feel terrible. I am so embarrassed, okay? So if somebody was on a call with me as a coach and they told me that story and how they felt, I'd be like, great, shut your eyes right now. Do you feel that embarrassment? I do. And then I will guide them. And you can do this with yourself, but it's like, where do you feel it in your body? Mm. Like, okay, my stomach is like turning. Tell me more about that. Is it like tumbling, turning, or is it twisting? What do you feel? It feels like it's tumbling, like a washing machine tumbler over and over. Great, does it feel like hard on the outside or does it feel squishy, like, you know, taffy or... Is it rough like sandpaper or tell me more about it? It feels really rough like sandpaper, but kind of like if I poked it, it would be soft. Okay, what color is it? And so we just turn it into like a tactile experience in the body. Now I know we're using our imagination, but it actually, what we're doing is we're turning off the thinking brain. We've totally forgotten about the speaking story. And now we're just with the emotion of embarrassment. Where did the hormones, like a hormone surge might send like that fight or flight hormones to your your gut that make you feel all nervous that's what's causing it so now we're paying attention to what those hormones are physically doing within us and then sometimes it moves so i'll be like you know now what color is it it's brown it's kind of pasty okay does it still feel and i'll check back in does it still feel like it's tumbling no not so much now it just feels kind of wavy okay so it's dissipating a little bit yes what do you feel now and we'll keep walking through it and then sometimes i like, do you still feel it in your stomach no. Do you feel anything? My shoulders feel kind of tight. Okay, tell me about that. And we just move through it until they're like, I guess I don't really feel anything anymore. couple minutes okay. when I walk through it with them.
0: Thank you. That is so helpful for me to have, well, now I have two tools in my tool
1: belt, right? <laughs> oh, you've got the mind shift tool yes. where you look at what you think, what you feel, what you do, and you can change any one of those and yes. it will change the whole thing. You've got the worst case scenario tool where you can take something all the way to the end and yeah. realize I could survive that. And then when you re- get to there, there's so much less pressure. And then you've got the processing your emotion by just dropping into noticing what you're feeling in your body and quizzing yourself on That's good. what you're feeling and, and all of that. So three amazing tools for you right there. <laughs> Whew, thank you. I need all of those tools. <laughs> we all do. That's good. And I'll tell you what. I don't just coach myself as a life coach. I do. I use these tools on myself. And then I also have to get coached once or twice a month by somebody outside of my own head who can help me see what's going on. That's good. Because I get stuck.
0: Yeah. It is so helpful to have a different perspective, too. Yes. Now, you have shared so many life lessons now. Did you want to share any more life lessons with your younger self?
1: Mm. You know what I would share with my younger self, I guess, would be to let go of judging. My sister told me once to somebody else was doing something. I don't know what it was. People in a store. And I was like, oh, look at them, whatever. She's like, just let them. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, don't worry about it. Just let them do whatever they're doing. Let's go do what we're doing. I was like, oh, all right. And so I've carried that with me. In fact, I tell my clients about it. One of them made me a mug that said, let them. It's kind of a big thing. But the whole principles behind let them that I would tell my younger self is stop judging people. Like you don't have to, other people's journeys are their business. Yeah i don't have even my kids Mm. my friends my siblings whoever's in my life i don't have to judge what they're doing or not doing i can offer feedback when they ask for it or as a parent it might be my job to offer feedback whether they've asked for it or not but i'm not gonna judge them for the journey they're on what's going on in their brain and how they're going through life especially not kids but all the rest of the people is really none of my business my business is to love god love others and love myself. So love others as I love myself. And so I need to stop judging me too. Like I screw up a lot. And I would tell my younger self, lighten up on yourself. Embrace screwing up. That's totally normal. Learn from it. You don't need to judge yourself. You're a human, congratulations. You can be a human. You're on a journey of life where you're gonna go through discomfort. You might make mistakes. Things are, discomfort's gonna be caused by you and by other people and all of it's okay. It's all normal. Don't be so hard on yourself. You could do it different next time. Like, what do you want to learn? So, I guess that would be what I would tell my younger self. Well, that's like a twofer right there.
0: You had a, a yeah. whole lot of wisdom wrapped up in that life lesson. That's beautiful. Do you have an encouraging Bible verse that has helped you along your journey with the Lord?
1: Oh, several have helped me. I think the one I probably go to most often, you'd think it would be Romans 12, since I have the Renew Your Mind podcast. I do go to that. But Isaiah 26.3, I think that's what it is. I think it's six three. You will keep in perfect peace he whose mind is stayed on thee. Because I can send my mind to think about all sorts of stuff. Like I, I stopped watching the news. I don't look up the news. I don't watch the news. I don't, whatever. I have no idea what's going on. Somebody on Facebook said masks might be coming back. I'm like, what are you talking about? I have no clue. I am not plugged into that at all. I don't have time to focus if I want to become the best version of me and be used by God to be the best version of me to do the work that he's tasked me to do, I need to be focusing on him and what he has for me. And that's where the peace is. Again, I I think I said the looking inward and looking outward, trying to feel good about life and get ahead and do whatever and solve things by looking everywhere outside of me is not peace. But keeping my eyes on him, that's where peace is. So I really love Isaiah 26.3. And then at Colossians 3.2 is a similar kind of thing. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things of this earth. Let's keep God's eternal plan in mind and not be so distracted that we get discouraged and paralyzed and all of that. Amen. I love
0: both of those verses for so many different ways. And focusing on God, the distractions of this world can just fall away because we don't have to worry about it. God's got a plan
1: for us. And he's working all things together for good. He is. Our job is to focus on him. Yes, we either believe that or we don't. I'm believing. it. Amen. I'm with you.
0: I love to ask my guests if they have a beautiful body tip to share. (laughs)
1: Uh, This is what I would also tell my younger self. Moisturize, moisturize, (laughs) moisturize. (laughs) Our skin is the largest organ, you know, and I I'm a redhead. It's probably showing up of my In summer, my freckles really come out. Moisturizing, I mean, it's just good for the skin, but hey, it might slow down your wrinkles to <laughs> yes. drink water. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not totally, I, I like to be healthy, but it's all in moderation. Mm-hmm. I do light exercise. I try to drink water and get enough sleep and eat mostly healthy. I do eat Dove chocolates, and sometimes I have dots, cheese curls. <laughs> They're good. They got a little spice to them. And yeah. moisturize. How about that? That's perfect. That's it.
0: <laughs> I wish someone would have really ingrained that in me when I was younger. I remember my ballet teacher. She was always putting lotion all over her body. I'm like, why? Oh, I why? get
1: it. <laughs> now we know. Once you hit 40, it's like, why right. didn't I do
0: that? <laughs> well, Diana, could you please
1: share how people can connect with you? Absolutely. I the uh, the best way to connect with me, you're listening to this, you're listening to a podcast, just head on over to another podcast. It's the Renew Your Mind podcast. I have hundreds of episodes of the same kind of stuff I was talking about today, and I'll probably just keep making them till the day I die. So hundreds more awesome. are coming to help you get practical ways to renew your mind. I think that's what I was missing all those years. I knew God's truth, but I didn't know practical ways to switch it on in my life. So I talk about that on my podcast all the time. And if you're looking for a website to find it at, it's rympodcast.com or just go to any podcast provider and put in the Renew Your Mind podcast and you'll find me.
0: Wonderful. Yes, and I'll make sure to put all of those contact links in the show notes as well. So as we end our time here, Diana, could you pray for
1: the listeners? Oh, I would love to. Thanks for asking. Lord, Krista and I do what we do because we want to help bring hope and love and healing to all humanity, your children, the people you love. We don't know who's all going to hear this, but we pray a blessing over the words that we spoke today, that they would move in the hearts and the minds and the souls of the people listening. Help them renew their mind. Help them find that growth and that transformation and that lightning of the load and freedom that you offer when we do fix our eyes on you and employ the Holy Spirit to speak to us for there's so much freedom in that Lord so help us grow in that journey little by little day after day and pray that you'd be honored in our words here today and bless every single person who's listening in your name we pray amen,
0: amen. Thank you so much for your beautiful prayer, and thank you for being here today. I know that I so enjoyed all of your helpful tips and tools, and I know that's going to bless the listeners, too. Thank you.
1: Oh, just a joy to be here and a joy to connect with you. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for joining me today as we explore the powerful whispers of God. I hope you've been inspired, uplifted, and equipped with practical ways to experience His presence in your everyday life. A special thank you to those who have rated, shared, or commented on my podcast. Your input warms my heart. Remember, the journey doesn't end here. Stay connected with me on my website at ChristaJoyMinistries.com and be sure to sign up for my newsletter on my main webpage. Or connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Powerful Whispers Podcast to continue the conversation and stay updated on upcoming episodes. Until next time, I'm Krista Joy signing off. May your journey be blessed with an abundance of God's whispers for you. And make sure to grab hold of the gentle nudges from God.